smoking and growing and watching prohibition fall down. All right, DDC growers, what's up? Let's do this grow talk, Scotty. I'm Always. ready, sir. I'm, dude, I was uh, out of position today, man. I uh, had a used a snow plow or whatever it is. I got a snow plow on the quad. Dude, you would have been in your element here, dude. He let, This yes. is what the dude lives for, man. I'll wake up early, shower beer, and then get on the quad. <laughs> I love playing in the snow. You are correct. Whether it's on a snowboard, on snowshoes, snow boots, in a car, bring me some snow and I'll be getting down. I felt bad, uh, man, because I have no idea how to really use a snowplow. I'm from Florida. I have one on a, on a four-wheeler. And I just try to, like, I plowed my house. And I'll accept it, all right? You know, I'm the only, I'm the, I'm the boss of me. So if it sounds, it looks terrible over there, I'm like, oh, well. But I was trying to plow my neighbor's driveway and my neighbor's uh, road as a, you know, a thank you, a neighborly thing. And I was like, man, this is ugly. <laughs> this is ugly. <laughs> I got it. about growing up. Cannabis, my friend, and not snow. I'm going to give you a show rundown of the Grow Talk today. We have some good stuff, man. We have Dank Nug titled Germination Tip and a Dank Nug hosted by FreeWander04. Uh, understanding how to recognize and grow our questions here. And guys, grow our questions are, I'm holding my new favorite scissors. Like, wow, man. I'll tell you about these babies later. Uh, grower questions on dudegrows.com. Anybody listening, you guys can get grower questions up. Anybody can sign up on dudegrows.com for a free account. I was feeling like we need a few more today building the show. I love to look through the grower questions, guys. Please contribute. And while you're there, use that search bar to check out anything else you'd like to. So grower questions are from dudegrows.com. Understanding how to recognize when it's time to increase PPM by the caveman. Uh, as well as Roots, posted by Eric in Nola. Eric in Nola. Where's and Nola? Come on, man. Come on. Are you American or Canadian? Do you know where any of these places are at? Nola, man. Come on. What about Diatomaceous Earth, Scotty? Posted by Voodoo <laughs> Vic. New I Orleans, baby. New Orleans. Is it really? Okay. Louisiana. I didn't know that. No, then I should be saying Nola. 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 <laughs> uh, yes, you should. Every time. And dry amendments in cocoa core or soil, and what kind? Posted by Outlander. Outlander. Well, watch it be like North LA now, and I get fucking shit. <laughs> Before we hop into it, guys, I'll tell you about dogrows.com forward slash support. Man, if you're a grower, this is a no brainer. You're going to get free seeds when you sign up, you're going to get 30% off recharge and grow dots as well as access to the DGC 420 happy hour happening every Friday on Discord, 420 Pacific time. Me and Soup the yeah. Gardener, occasionally Scotty, occasionally Guru, hang out, talk, grow, and have everybody can bullshit. You can chime in, ask questions. It is a happy hour. And you can choose to consume whatever you want at this happy hour. For myself, I usually have a couple of fine ales, some fine weed, as well as some smoked sausage, a little bit of cheese, some pickles, and some <laughs> oh, I got pic, something uh, for jalapenos. You. I got something for you, man. I'll save it for Wake and Bake, man. <laughs> okay, you do that. Dudegrows.com <laughs> forward slash support is where you can go, guys, to become a DDC producer. And you guys that are listening that are DDC producers, if you've not gotten your DDC sticker pack, please hit me up over on Patreon with a message so over there. As well as if you'd like to contribute to the show, whether it be Wake and Bake or Grow Talk, send me messages. Send me Grow Talk over there. Send me news. Send me ideas. You guys are producers. You help build the show. Dudegrows.com forward slash support. Check it all out. 
Yo, Banner said something to me really interesting this morning, man. And we're talking about just pushing really hard to get, as cannabis goes into the mainstream, get more people <coughs> into growing, which is the goal of Dude Grows. But hang on a second, I'm, I'm rolling this joint. He goes, there's nothing more rebellious you know, or anti-authority than getting information out there, out there to the public, out there to the masses. And I was like, huh, I never really thought of that, but he's right, man. When you share that information where everybody has it, you can't take it away, then they can share it with their families or, or their circles. Uh, that's, that's how things do get, uh, man, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it's very powerful. And I think it's- the Information really cool. is powerful, Scotty. I think that's the same. But, yeah, yes. <laughs> getting it out there, knowledge is power, but getting it out there, I think really is, uh, I'll say it's a rebellious or an anti-authority authority thing to do. And I'm proud that we're doing it. So I appreciate all the DGC. It's not free. The servers, I think we're getting some kind of bullshit. We might have to go to a dedicated server and all this shit that costs real money. We're talking about maybe hiring a, a content producer, an extra person on the show. I was that was just about half hour ago's talk. But all this stuff makes the channel better. Hopefully it gives you all more uh, information and more entertainment. And I yeah, hope you'll support us one way or another. When do we get enough support to see me in 4K? Guys, if you're listening to the show or you're watching the show, I'm through the internet, okay? So like the quality, I've had, we had a few requests to upgrade the video quality when you're watching on a big ass screen and I get it. Uh, but currently there is not, we, we are restricted. There's not any way we can do that, but we always are trying to upgrade that. So. When, uh, <clears throat> when are you moving back to Colorado? Oh, never. Not with mountain biking. He's probably going mountain biking after this. <laughs> I was just snow plowing and you're going mountain biking. So he ain't coming back so soon. I would have a sooner plan to move back to Colorado if Scotty is right. The mountain biking in British Columbia wasn't absolutely insane, but right. maybe soon enough, uh, the <laughs> to cost too much to live here i'll say that let's go talk here first thing dank nug i know this nug isn't the uh the dankest of dank but it has some good germination tip and uh, some good narration from free wanderer let me see 04. this man because i picked this one i thought it was dank as fuck man let me see this no, no it's not bad at all sometimes it's just the camera and i, I do like the structure on this it's pretty unique yeah. very uh what would i call what would you call the structure of this tank now it's not like Kelly, a, maybe is that what you'd call that? Swole calyxes, man? Are those real calyxes, man? <laughs> All right. Which is what's up, dude. Starting watching the Dude Grow Show in the past year and really enjoying listening to you guys in the morning. All right. Scotty wanted to create a morning show. Uh, just wanted to pass along a tip I learned from a breeder about germination that has really sped up the process for me. Put your seeds in a wet paper towel in a Ziploc bag and place it on top of your router. That's it. <laughs> Who would have known the internet comes with a free heating mat? seeds germs so quick doing this so i wanted to touch on that because we know you said you put seeds in a paper towel between two plates like in your kitchen but if you add some warmth to that you know warmth yes. speeds things up to a yo now that i think about it i'm looking where i put them and it is within about two feet of the heater so it's funny you say that i uh i would be careful though if you put them on a heat mat don't put them directly on a heat mat. It's a little too hot. If you put them on a cut in a cut kit tray or a tray on top of a heat mat with a dome and a paper towel, still keep an eye on it. I let some dry out one time. I, they still germed okay, but you don't want that to happen. Um, as far as the dang nug here, it's uh, Chem Daiquiri by Greenpoint Seeds. It's a cross of Orange Daiquiri and Star Dog. Nice. Star Dog was in that Scroopy Noopers. 
smells super orangey, kind of like an orange cleaner. I like the smell of orange cleaners, and I like orange cleaners. I don't know. Uh, cheers. That, and hey, that that pancake smells like some kind of cleanser, some kind of like that lemon pledge or whatever you want to say. Not lemon, but it's like a chemical kind of odor, and it is weird, man. It's almost too much. Can't decide if I would like the smell of lemon pledge or it'd be too chemically for me. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like a little bit good, just like a skunk. A little skunk, okay. <laughs> too much skunk. Ooh. Uh smells super orangey, kind of like an orange cleaner. Cheers, keep up the great content coming. Scotty, if you could do your best, yeah. I'd love to show it to my wife. She asked me if I wanted something for dinner the other day. And yeah, came randomly out. I guess this is the Ed McMahon. Yeah, we've been working on. Is that Crack? what it is? Yeah. Is, or is it? A, I think there's more of a like a dinner. You are correct. <laughs> no? cr- cracked her up and watching your show too much, I guess. Oh, man, that's all good. Glad you're digging the show. Your flower looks great. Free Wonder 04. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> your calyxes are beautiful. That's we'll funny. I remember when. You said we had to do a show every day, you know, to have a morning show. And I was like, you're crazy. And then when you think about morning show, that doesn't matter anymore. Morning show used to be a morning show because that was the only time you could catch it. Right. It's not recorded. It's not a podcast. It's not on yep. the internet. Like, you got to be part of the morning. Over. Yeah. Uh, the morning zoo. <laughs> oh, God, man. That's why I used to like Stern. I found uh, Howard Stern in, I guess, the early 90s. And it was the first thing where I was like, these are... Actually, they seem like real people anyhow. I don't know if they were being authentic or not, but I was like, dude, real people <laughs> on the radio. And uh, yeah, that's refreshing. Yeah, it is. It is. Let's get into the uh, question one here, because understanding how to recognize when it's time to increase PPM by the caveman is important. You do want to know PPM, guys, is your <clears throat> how you're measuring nutrient or EC is technically more proper Electrical conductivity, PPM, parts per million. Talk about it really quick, though, because, Guru, you know this. It's when you when you go to college, they teach you EC, the electrical conductivity. Salt, salt, it's measuring salts. A salt's a metal, non-metal. E- yeah. E- EC is universal. Any PPM meter that you get is actually just reading EC and, and then multiplying it by either five or 700, depending so on if you're in Europe or in the States. That's what sucks is PPM has two different... Uh, Two different scales. One they take EC and times it by what five hundred by five hundred, and the other times they times it by seven hundred. So it's and it depends. Europeans use what the seven hundred. Yep. What the fuck is that, man? Do they make it any more? You know, I don't know why anyone tried to do that and not just stick to EC dude, to begin with. It's, it's that a e- lot easier if you just stick to EC because one EC is always one EC, no matter if you're in Europe. Or How many PPMs is one EC? Uh, either five or seven hundred, depending on which day. <laughs> but dude, that's that's really what we were talking about before. About they wanted to keep the information. They took something as simple as a number, an EC number, and they fucking you know times it by five hundred here and seven hundred. They made it so goddamn complicated, and they deliberately tried to keep it from everyone understanding it. Well, the question here is: I'm trying to understand how to recognize when it's time to increase nutrient PPMs on the average. I've been using a progressive increase from 800 to 1150-ish with the Dutch Pro line, and they all look fantastic and healthy. However, I do recognize when they want, how, how do I recognize when they want or need more? So I say strain-dependent, man, but... Well, you can uh, see. No, uh, you can so see. part of this depends on what you're trying to do with the plant. 
so plant morphology can, to an extent, be controlled by uh, how often you're irrigating, how much you're irrigating when you do, and the EC of that solution. So like if you're in a vegetative, doing smaller irrigation cycles with lower EC will actually influence the plant to grow more vegetative growth on it. Uh, doing bigger shot sizes of like ir irrigation cycles with a higher EC actually uh, influences plants to grow more generative or flowering development on the plant. So that's why I like the bro science of this is that he uh, increases his PPMs through the course of the grow. Doing so increases uh, or kind of influences the plant to grow more flowering growth on it. So if you could get by, like if you wanted to feed a flowering feed eight, plant. Feed, feed 800 parts per million the entire time and you can get by. That's pretty much what I do. I mean, my we talked Me about too. it on the show, of course, with recharge. I mean, I think it's safe to, is it safe to say, um, is making the, you know, microbes make uh, your nutrient more available. I max out at 800 to 900 maybe uh at the most uh and i could probably push some strains but i don't see why i'm very happy with what i'm seeing maybe i'd get more buds i don't see any nutrient deficiencies but the fact is and don't don't you guys sometimes tell new growers that are bringing our a commercial facility using recharge to watch for burn sure. or to lower their their nutrient regimens yeah. especially yeah. if they're in a commercial grow and the ones i've encountered the most with are people running athena um where they're watering in it like over three ec to stuff which is what just, just yeah athena's just weird in the way that they have people run that line they have people running mm. up to like three or three and a half ec on it um mm. but also their line is like meant to be completely sterile too so it's i don't know yeah and keep in mind your starting points guys my water is about 100 ppm 110 ppm i'm off a well here so i'm pretty sure i'm looking at this right i so when i'm watering in if i water in at 800 technically I'm watering in at 700 worth of nutrients. So is that what I'd say to say? Yeah. Yeah. If, if it's measuring at 100 already, yeah. It is going to depend a little bit on what's in your water already. Probably some, gotta calcium, be some calcium type of calcium. minerals, right? I mean, generally it's going to be calcium. Like look, calcium carbonate is going to be in your, uh, in your water. But he's trying to uh, caveman. First off, caveman, do you think he's a spelunker? Do you think he explores caves? I saw a man? there was some weird documentary I saw where some guy, like his wife died 15 years ago and he's lived in caves in Missouri and the Ozarks ever since. He promised her he would. I guess. Yeah. Doesn't seem <laughs> mentally healthy. That doesn't seem. Anyway, man, um, the caveman over here, I use color. I think it's really simple, especially in veg. I think you can tell how much nutrient your plants are absorbing by the color of the leaf. Good point. That when they get light, they're not absorbing as much nitrogen as they need as as they could could handle. You'll see them get really dark, like disturbingly dark, and that's like borderline nitrogen overload. Um, and then you'll also see I push mine, and then I'll wait till the edges. You'll see like the edges will turn up of the leaf, and they'll kind of turn up and get like sharp. I don't know. It reminds me of like a blade of a serrated knife. Kind of the edges will turn up, and then there will be a little burnt tip. And that's like that perfect burn that we talk about. I don't think that's perfect. Too far. It is too far. Okay, but that's <laughs> what I'm saying. So that's you go out and you get yourself a sunburn. It's not peeling. You didn't just, you know, it wasn't too bad, but you got yourself a sunburn, man. Dial it back. Don't go for four hours next time in the sun. Go for three hours. You know what I mean? Apparently, but I got to stay out of the man. I got to think about that. It's supposed to stay out of the sun kind of now. It's hard. What am I doing? I'm tubing on the river. 
You know you what I'm saying? Like wear a big hat and you fucking wear a, you know, whatever. You wear some clothes, man. You know, you know, totally I do. Fail. I do. This is, I do my, my regiment. If you guys don't know, if you can see right here, this nice badass scar, I got some, some basal cell cut out of my face and I'd hate sunblock. I just don't like lathering up. So when I am out, I do put on the, the, uh, eventually I go out in the sun for maybe an hour or two, not like laying out in it, but without my shirt off and I'm fine. But then if I know I'm going to be out longer, I put on, yeah, like the long sleeve. Uh, what do the surfers wear under their? That's exactly what, like a rash guard. That's exactly, exactly what I'm saying. Yep. All right. One for my head too. Rash guard, like mask. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yes. Anyway. We'll get back on points here. Uh, color. That, I, I think I think you can get, you go blah, learn a lot with color. That would be my suggestion. It's not the end of the world either as a new grower. To I mean, it's not going to make sure that you succeed or guarantee success. Following feed charts, sometimes they're too high. Like start low. I usually always on a feed chart. I'm starting a little bit lower than the recommended PPMs. Trying to understand what my plant needs, uh, but they can be a good guide for you in different stages of growth but not the guide. Like don't get frustrated that damn it. The feed chart says this, you know, cause obviously you could have other issues in the grow. Yeah. Very rarely they're going to recommend less than you need. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. always consider that and say, Hey man, maybe I'll try three quarters strength. I'm not much of a half strength or quarter strength guy. <coughs> do three quarters though. Man. Yeah. Some good comments here on the YouTube. Uh, K nasty, K nasty FPV. Whatever that is. I, uh, says, I, ho I hope they're nice, though. We uh, talked about some bud washing and powdery mildew, the last grow talk, and says outdoor, you can have plants that are molded out right next to the ones that never get it. Genetics is big. Yes, good reminder, man. Genetics, I've seen it in a grow tent. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Why don't you let New York represent? Genetics is big in New York, baby. Okay, good point. But NY, just so you know, NY is new york man i'm gonna get you there's like this little map you can get again with the post office <laughs> i need one for canada i when i live here people talk to me about oh you know over where i'm like oh you know over i'm like dude british columbia is big i don't know i don't know <laughs> uh so yeah i had strawberry kush i think that was what it was called in the grow tent along with great white shark i specifically remember these strains almost a decade ago because the strawberry kush all got pm in the same tent and the great white shark never showed it Lucky and you know ass. there's spores hitting it i mean it's you just, know there is which is awesome it's like the great white shark is like nah i'm good now, they both are getting the same nutrient regimen so kind of interesting sure uh okay we got 330 gunton dad all right. Wait, three, 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 zero or three thirty gun dad plinking. Got to leave the plinking on there. What is the three thirty? Is that a gun guru? Thinking of a thirty thirty is what I'm thinking. Yeah, I I don't know about a three thirty. Three thirty caliber. I don't know either. Whatever it takes, man. Um, let me do some narration. I think maybe wait, maybe he gets this. off work at three thirty and he's plinking every day. My it guess says, hey, would be he's in the three three zero area code. Ah, look at you, man. Look at you. Guru, after I do code. this this narration, um, can you just click on that 1141 link here? So because this this is uh this is pretty funny, actually. It says, hey DDC, at eleven forty-one in when Mr. Recharge interrupted as he always does, the look on your face was priceless. I love the channel. Look forward to listening on my way to work every day. Keep up the great info and entertainment. Happy growing. Play this for Scotty. I don't know if you've seen this. Nobody's gonna follow. <laughs> no, I look happy. <laughs> 
You don't seem all that happy, but I seem very happy, man. Oh, uh, it's just a it was pretty pretty good catch there. <laughs> Fuck. So, uh, but no, you, if we were hanging out, I'd be going like <laughs> that, being like, dude, dude, and it would work out a lot better, man. I'll start smacking. It is from now on, no, right? it's the nature of the show of conversation of of what we do here. So be yourself. What would it take uh, right. for us to move to British Columbia? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, not super feasible. Yeah, I think I'd have to hire a fucking lawyer to get into that country, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sean Burnett, uh, this is a tip for uh, if you get caught growing. This is how you handle it. Sean Burnett says, started growing professionally in 1986. Uh, and I guess he's commenting on we've talked about killing a grow for some reason. Yes. And this is interesting. Remember the perspective back there. You know, on an option. Dude, there's this shit. I don't know. It's called Avid or there's this Eagle 20 shit. I don't even know. Jim has a bottle of it. Go over and he'll give you a look. <laughs> it was literally like that. Like you can't even hate on people because they just didn't know, man. So killing a grow is never an option. And if busted, you start the next day. I love that. If you can't suppress the evidence, then you split state for eight years because in Alaska. Hang hang on one second, dude. I saw this guy getting busted one time and he's just, dude, he's sitting there. He's not arrested, but the cops are just empty in his fucking warehouse. And he goes, yeah, fuck these guys. I got six more of these two blocks over. Like he said it in front of like they weren't right there, but he was just like cocky as man. Professional fucking criminals, man. If you can't suppress the evidence, then you split state for eight years. Because in Alaska, unless you are an asshole, the pigs don't arrest you at the time of the bust. It takes about a year for the grand jury to indict you. So start immediately after the bust, stack a little cash, and split for eight years. <laughs> the number is eight years. I guess so, after yeah. eight yeah, I don't know, man. They just don't give a shit. No, uh, legal terms. Statute of, of limitations, limitations. Really? Yeah. Says, uh, yeah, I've been busted four times in 22 years, and I'm still not a felon. I'm back in Alaska and growing again, but only in the closet. <laughs> Good luck with your grow. Hey, Sean Burnett, I, thank you. I, That's useful fucking information. I'm keeping for, that in the back pocket. I'm fairly certain that statutes of limitations are suspended when you flee a state. Like, I'm, I'm like almost I certain flee a that state. It, I was in my cave, dude. You're welcome to come visit me. I've heard some stories, like, unless they put them out to scare you, but I think, like, the U.S. Marshals, like, they go after people for a long time, like, years and years. I like, bet. oh, we finally found them on the beach here. It's your time, buddy. <laughs> what is that all about? Think about, like, actually having a job and somebody paying you for that. I mean, I think like, that would be a fun ass job, dude. Yeah, yeah, I'm fucking paying you if everybody else is paying you to be like, I'm going to look for that one guy that ripped that guy off in 1984. Hey, federal marshals are also like game wardens where they do not need a warrant to enter your property. Yeah, well, fuck them. Yeah, man. the DEA used to use them to what? kick down doors to drug houses because they could, the, the federal marshal or a game warden can kick down the door without having a warrant. And then as long as a cop can see some type of felonious activity going on, then they can come into the house. And that's how they would uh, no warrant raid houses. How the fuck do you do a no warrant? No way. That is insane. Because a federal marshal or a game warden does not need a warrant to enter a property. No, so, so they a use private him, residence, They man. use him to be the one to kick in the door, and then he just has to see some that's type it, of felony man. going on, and then everyone else can come in. I'm fucking getting it's a lawyer, up, man. Yeah. I'm getting a lawyer. 
<laughs> you get a lawyer. <laughs> I have learned from a lawyer, though, that I was kind of interested to hear that from a federal attorney that it is not easy for law enforcement, at least uh, at this point in Colorado, to obtain um, warrants to tap your phones, warrants to, you know, or to for grand yeah. juries to indict or warrants for coming in. Like, it's not easy. Judge, Not all judges are just like, oh, yeah, sure. Like there's definitely judges that are on the side of justice, if you will, as they're supposed to be. It better be warranted, if you will. Well, I mean, they are supposed to be protectors of the Constitution, so they should be. Got it. I like it. I like it. When they sit you down and tell you that they've been listening on your phone and they're from the federal, uh, the feds, that's when you know you're (laughs) fucked. (laughs) That's when you're like, "Eh." oh, okay. I see. Oh, really? (laughs) Really? <laughs> All right. Oh, really? <laughs> Question two. Roots. Roots. Posted by Eric and Nola. Uh, <laughs> found a cool site with drawings of root systems. Our favorite plant is here. Question. There seems to be two systems. A shallow, shallow layer and a deep layer. What is the difference between them and how does growing in confined spaces like containers impact them? We're looking at an image of a plant, guys, that has the surface, the roots that are closer to the surface, more all spread out. And then it's sending down like five or six, what we call those all tap roots. I thought there's only one tap root. Yeah, I don't know. This is went to school for this shit. So there's only one primary tap root uh, and it's called the tap root. The secondary roots are not (laughs) tap roots. Uh, but they still can behave and function like that. So this is feeder roots and water roots um, in a plant that's not containerized, like in ground. Okay, so and the feeder I, roots are feeder the... roots are up near the top, and okay. they're feeding off of decaying plant, like in a forest. That makes total off sense. Of decaying plant material up right. to the top layer of soil. Um, the water roots are going deeper to try and find, uh, like the water table, where they have uh, access to water and don't have to rely on rain to be. Able so to those water roots can be. Technically, they can even find a spot where there's always water, and that's fine. This is kind of reminds me of a sub-irrigation planter, right? So would you say from, I don't know, from experience or what you've learned, would a plant that is in ideal conditions throughout its lifetime in a sub-irrigation planter where these lower, I'm going to call them tap roots, even though there's only one, are down into the, the res, and that res know. always... Is that has, the tap roots or are those so, the water roots? So that's uh, their water roots. That's the function of like a... Oh, why am I blanking on the name of it? The octopods. Sure. Where it has the water reservoir down in the bottom for... Uh, the Wouldn't those plants grow quicker, technically? I mean, they always have access to water if they want That's it. sip buckets. If, that's exactly what sip buckets are, man. They grow great. So technically, wouldn't if everything's done right, I mean, a plant that always has access to water, such as a sub-irrigation planter, you will, there's many brands and types out there, perform better than like a nursery pot or a grow bag or, you know what I mean? Because it's no. always going to have it wants water. No, most most definitely not. Uh, plants like going through really? uh, wet and dry cycles um, and having some level of dry back and not being perfectly or just watered all the time. Um, and in a like nursery pot, uh, essentially, most of those water roots become feeder roots because there's no water table for it to get down to, or they'll circle the bottom of the pot if you're not in a root pruning pot. It's why root pruning pots are so nice, is that instead of letting those roots circle, it prunes them off and makes it uh, get secondary and tertiary branching. All right, well, I'll have to get more hit root it. Tips. I'll this take was that Pepsi challenge, man. I'll take it. I'll, I'll, I'll grow anybody in a sip bucket. <laughs> Except for DWC, man. But I bet yeah, I'll bet you just in a regular uh, container, I'll bet you a sip bucket will grow better. At least grow cannabis better. 
and get that is cloned cannabis, which doesn't have any taproot. I like it. I like it. Uh, we will have a challenge coming up. I'm going to save that for what's going on in our grows. Guru was just talking about air pruning. Uh, I just transplanted a one gal habanero, Caribbean red. Uh, it's actually like a double hot habanero. I'm growing peppers behind me in this tent. There's my HLG 600 there. Damn, dimmed way the hell down, but there's some jalapenos under that. But they, when I took that out of the one gal, it was just that classic, just swirl, solid roots at the bottom, just swirling. Where can we go? No good, and man. When you guys transplant out of, <clears throat> excuse me, um, an air pruning bag, such as I'm pimping, I got their shirt today because it's cozy and I do like this. The Rain Science Grow Bags, um, they are they, they just look so different. You just see all these root ends. And I will shout out to Rain Science because I watered them in last night after transplant because I transplanted a one gal to a three gal. And the, the mesh on the rain science bags, if you guys are familiar with radical bags, rest in peace, they're not, they are no more. Um, the mesh, you would water in and <laughs> you'd get water that would go out the sides. The mesh in the rain science bags holds the water in. Now, I don't, I'm not in full peat where it's hot, completely hydrophobic and shit. Like maybe a full dried peat might be an issue. I'm in 50-50 cocoa peat. Right. Uh, but man, they, I know gurus love them. He has some set up as well, so uh, another yeah, shout out to Rain I, Science Grow Bags. I transplanted from a one gallon Rain Science Grow Bag to a seven gallon Rain Science Grow Bag, and two days later, uh, all around the edge of the pots, you can see the roots coming out and pruning, like all over. Dude, from cool. a two to a seven, from a one to a seven in what? two days, blowing. That the seems out. insane. Yeah, that's that seems kind of crazy. But also remember, that's from a Rain Science Grow Bag one gallon. So those roots are pruned, have a completely outward facing root system. So it's ready to uh, just explode into whatever pot you transplanted when you transplant. It's not filling it. You're saying like one or two roots come through, no, right? No, I'm saying like 60 uh, root tips coming out all around the edge of the pots everywhere. I'll send you a picture. When Where's you your social it's media, like man? Four days What's up with that? But I haven't known Guru to be a liar. Uh, no, rain science no bags, sir. But it didn't happen on Instagram, so did it happen? <laughs> if you guys like pick some up slightly <laughs> pulling away from instagram and like want nothing to do with any of that shit. really yeah yeah i tried really hard not to get addicted to it i i do it with uh when i have something interesting in the grow i'll pull out the the camera but uh yeah those are real addictive man those social media platforms coupon code dude if you pick some up <laughs> and i will comment on your social media real quick because i've been using on and off facebook marketplace <laughs> to try and sell a few things such as our dabulance there i sold my kids uh <laughs> my kids used air jordans that's the only thing so far i've sold on the facebook bro, marketplace bro, bro, oh actually bro. yeah they're, they're just jordans just jordan just sorry jordans. i actually just sold a 50 pound co2 tank too as well on marketplace to another grower who started asking me all types of grow tips so uh, like, just watch, that's awesome just watch the show but while you're on there scotty it uh yeah what are you gonna do what is your brain like i'm already here like what's going on over here let's go to the news feed for just a minute because i'm already at marketplace and then you know it just they had all these little it's weird things it's like they studied how your brain works or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah. god if you just if, if you didn't if i didn't know anything about facebook at all and like other than it was a social network and then i saw some of the pictures i've seen just a picture of zuckerberg and his haircut like man, it's not probably not good. Like that's, that's just like an evil looking like, like I don't know. 
I go to Sometimes. Facebook for two things, man. There's two groups that randomly I'm in, pizza snobs and cheesesteak <laughs> gurus, all right? <laughs> I'm not like, I, I actually do like both those, but uh, just, uh, it is odd. It is odd to see people like just talk, like they'll get passionate and fight about cheesesteaks, man. That's not a cheesesteak, man. Kick this guy out, man. This is bullshit. I had a killer cheesesteak. It's amazing, man. Killer cheesesteak last night. Yeah? Yeah, taste of Philly. You already know. Holy shit. So that's what I did. I posted mine to compliment the guy. And sure enough, the owner was on there. He's like, hey, that's my place, man. Well, the positive thing came out. I know now the owner of my local cheesesteak shop. I have uh, to move on. Uh, so we're going to talk. I hijack. Okay, GrowDot's question is by Poppin' Seed 78. GrowDot's with Ocean Forest. All right. Storm Ocean Forest. Probably yes. the most purchased bag of soil in the States. F-F-O-F uh, I, on the internet, man. I just purchased some GrowDot's. What amount would you recommend to use with Ocean Forest? Thanks. So Ocean Forest, if you don't know, is enriched, uh, an enriched soil with nutrients available to the plant. Right. And I'm kind of curious also after we hit this, what is like the ideal media for grow dots? Cause I'm about to plant here myself. Uh, so yeah, do you lower your amount if you're in an enriched soil? I mean, an enriched soil, can I answer your second question first is not the best, uh, uh, media for grow dots because they have their own release pattern. So they have the right amount of nitrogen and phosphorus and potassium released at the right times of living. Or I'm sorry, a, uh, I like Fox Farm Ocean Forest. I always thought that was going to give you nutrients about 30 days. Am I wrong on that? First depends month on or the, so. The strain and whatnot. Let me, look here, cause the size, the and, and it depends on the like variability that uh, Ocean Forest as a manufacturer has. Ocean Forest is well, like known for being fairly inconsistent with uh how much nutrition is actually in there uh sometimes it's hot, right sometimes it's not no no matter what though uh in a uh, more inert soil a pro mix or just cocoa is really what we designed the the grow dots for but you can you just i would use a little less man just a little less cause gen x has a good tip i think tell me what you think it says the soil's already preloaded for about 30 days so you're right depending on how hungry your strain is you're better off starting in a solo cup, a smaller container with no grow dots. And then once you have a decent root mass built up, drop it in the amended soil with the grow dots and start your veg. Deal. I think that, I think that would work out fabulous. And I take uh, uh, just in the solo cup, I take a teaspoon, five grams of grow dots, put them in there out of my cloning chamber. And it's awesome. It is so, you don't have to worry about it, man. So if you want to pick some grow dots up or recharge, realgrowers.com, guys, go get your information over on realgrowers.com. Learn more about recharge. My favorite place to learn more about recharge is dudegrows.com. So I can hear it from the grower's mouth, the DGC, if you will. Use the search bar and just put in recharge uh, yeah, as did, well. Big, big Word was talking about how he, uh, did I miss that? Was I in space when we talked about Big Word, man? He said he, said he used it and had uh, uh, with, what was it? Happy Frog? Happy Frog. Yeah, oh, there it is. I used Happy Frog with Grow Dots and it was too hot. If you do this, lower the dose, doses of dots. So yeah, it really is going to be, it's going to be dependent on what's, I hate saying strain dependent, but how hungry, how much your plant can absorb. Um, uh, that Cherry Paloma is really sensitive to nutrients, man. And that gelato cake right next to it will just suck them up man, with no problem. So it is, I would go a little bit less though, man. Two, two tablespoons, I'm sorry, two and a half tablespoons. Oh my God. Two and a half teaspoons, I said, would be the max. 
So a little bit under the uh, one tablespoon dosage. Right on. If you want the recharge in Canada, dudesworld.ca, as well as Irie Genetics. Guys, I got some Irie Genetics up here for the Canadians. Save on some mm. shipping. Dudesworld.ca will hook it up. Oh, See, Amazon I, too. What's up? If you were promoting Irie Genetics, I would just show your plant, man. That mm. thing is good. Just this buds, you know, just the structure of the plant is beautiful, man. You said you didn't do anything to it. You didn't top it. I definitely on almost all plants had to train the center cola by continually over the stretch period, bend, not snap fully, but bend over, yeah. bend it over, keep bending it over, man, it comes back up light cycle, bend sure. it back over, bend it over at a different part. So just the main cola, but no top. What'd you grow? Uh, I grew orange gasm and a strawberry starburst. And I'm not sure what I'm going to do. What do you do with when you still have a bunch of like, this doesn't even smell good. This is the uh, GMO where the tent got too hot. It's like grade C, D, C minus bud. So I, what do I do with this now? You give <laughs> it to well, the kids, man. No, I'm just kidding. You chuck it, man. You, you Yeah, you don't do anything with it. I, mean, I know. I don't want to gift something. I don't hear, no. man. Here's the bud I don't like. Try volcano it out. Volcano poo, man. You can use it for a volcano. Hmm. We'll figure something out. Maybe some tincture, edibles, or uh, yeah. All uh, right. Moving on here. Moving on. Grow hacks. This is kind of a grow hack. I learned a few things at the grow store the other day. Um, and the guy who's this uh, uh, Pacific Northwest Hydro. All right. And what about diatomaceous earth by Voodoo Vic? Uh, I haven't heard you guys talk about the diatomaceous earth to get rid of critters. What do you think of this product? I've used it before and loved it. So uh, new news, man. Diatomaceous earth, uh, if you get it wet, it's done, right? And it kind of just, it's there on your soil. I don't know. It is done until it dries out again. Then, is, that, is that what yeah, it is? Yeah. Because I've made a crust out of it. Like I put too much on there and it's done. Yeah. So the, uh, Dave, actually, is his name at Pacific Northwest, was like, you know what I like to do is I can put because I brought that point to him and he's like, I put it on top of my soil. And then if I have an infestation or whatever, and then I'll just bottom water for like, you know, maybe 10 days, two weeks. And he's just talking about having his plants in a saucer. You know, this would work great again, not to pat too much on the back with the rain science bags, but with that mesh woven material, uh, you flood the saucer and the plants can absorb up the water. Is there anything negative to this guru as far as not watering from the top? Uh, no, not really anything negative. It's not going to be ideal, uh, especially if you're already top watering everything. But diatomaceous earth, just in general, um, to me, it's a little bit more trouble than it's worth. Uh, just where it does turn to concrete. You could incorporate it. Like some people use it as a source of silica. Um, it does break down over time via microbial action and uh, weathering into the plant available silica. Just takes a long time. Um, and there I just are, love the mode of action because I visualize larvae and soft shelled uh, fungus gnats. It's, it's like a, I mean, uh, up to the surface think layer, of like a razor sharp snowflake that gets that caught sucks. microscopically in their joints and makes it so they can't move and dries them out and they die. Mm -hmm. I do not like that. <laughs> I really don't want to be a part of that. Um, I when what's going on in my grow, I have another solution because I've gone to war with the gnats and you're going to like what I got. But pretty interesting. I did like that as a grow hack, a sub-irrigation. If you have some diatomaceous earth, some people just like to use what's on hand, save money, not buy expensive products. Sometimes nematodes, like I, I'm finding, 
I can find nematodes that are, oh, this is good for, uh, you know, five 5,000 square foot facility and they're about 150 bucks and whatnot. I, I'm like, dude, I only have a two by four tent. So you can overbuy easily as well. <clears throat> but I had two thanks for the spider mites as well. I had to buy like, I don't know, it was 500 predators or a thousand predators for like a tiny little space that barely had any mites. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. Uh, thanks for the comments here, Hawkman, Rusty Nuts King, and Fuss Bucket. How you doing, man? That's awesome. Uh, um, all right, let's see here. Moving on. Before we got uh, another grow question, what's going on in our grows? I'm going to get into. Well, actually, we are question three. We are at question three. Let's hit this. Dry amendments in cocoa hey. core soil, and what kind? Posted by Outlander. All right. Hello. I was going to follow Mr. Canucks. Cocoa Core, then Spoil Mix. Really? That's the name of his mix? Mr. Canuck's Cocoa Core, then Spoil Mix? Wow. Uh, as I think he mixes soil in the final pot. However, so, thought, then Soil Mix, then Soil Mix. See? One letter can just completely change the meaning of things. Huh? <laughs> um, however, I thought maybe I would just add perlite into my soil to try and give the benefits. I'd like to have some Cocoa Core mixture to help with pests interesting and the air in the soil any idea or any minute ideas i have earth dust recharge worm castings and more so this is grower style grower preference i was talking to the, again dave at pacific northwest hydro and i think i asked you as well scotty when i bought my cocoa yesterday um i'm like do you guys you know it doesn't come with any perlite I forgot the brand of it already it's some cocoa from holland i usually do canna uh, but it wasn't available. And he's like, dude, no, I don't mix perlite with it. Some growers do. And I think some growers still mix co perlite with cocoa because it's like something they've been told to do. We don't really need to do this. No. Rasta I mean, quality cocoa. It, man. I've talked to Rasta Jeff. He's like, he's done it in his grow system. And I I don't know if he's a bottom wicker, but in his grow system, he says he likes perlite better. He said he's done side by sides and they grow better with 25% perlite. Interesting, interesting. I'm sure it matters. Definitely. But I'm sure it matters whether it's a bottom wicking system, uh, whether it's top feeding, uh, that kind of stuff. All the other cocoa could be a factor. Whether you're watering it on a timer or whether you're periodically just drenching it. I'll bet you all that stuff does matter because cocoa does provide good aeration. Well, if you have access to, I'll tell you what I, I like. Uh, so if I've played cocoa, I would like to add worm castings knowing that fucking fungus gnats are coming. I swear, almost all worm castings have fungus gnats somehow. Uh, as well. You gotta be ready with the nematodes then. Wait, man. no, that that actually means that uh, all bad worm castings come yeah. with, come with uh, fungus not... gnats because good worm castings have a whole uh, population of beneficial bugs that are in there and predator bugs eating mm. other stuff. So, like, if you got good worm castings, you should have plenty of beneficial nematodes in there to the point that, like, uh, you don't have fungus gnats. So if you get fungus gnats with worm <laughs> castings, you've got some shit worm castings that sat around at a grocery store. For like shit worm castings. Yeah. All one worm. I like it. Uh. <laughs> uh, my, 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 thank you, Guru. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't, I don't have, uh, I've used worm castings frequently and I don't have fungus gnats problems. I think fungus gnats are a cultural practice thing. When I'm going to ask, too uh, I, I got an insect frass from this company, Gaia Green, up here. They're pretty popular with the growers. Super, I don't know what it's called, but I swear when I use that insect frass, that's when these guys came on. I don't know how it's possible or why there would be 
uh, fungus gnat, I guess, egg. Is that what could possibly be in something? Because uh, there's no live gnats in there. But I like to add insect grass, uh, worm castings to my cocoa. I'm getting away from the peat. I'm going to try just cocoa coming up if on my insect, next run. If insect grass gives you spider, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, Jesus, fungus gnats, then why would you use it? It has a lot of other benefits for sure. I mean, whether it's nutrition, whether you, it's just you know, first and foremost, you should not be getting fungus gnats from uh, any set products, any type of insect frass. Right. That could be coming from, like I said, bad worm castings or just in your media or in, a, in whatever compost you put in there, too. Uh, no compost, but but fair. You can tell they really hurt my feelings lately. These fungus gnats. It's like when you want to point a finger at something else. Right. Like, I didn't bring these mites in. Um, but other, you can go the full, you know, I don't, I don't mix super soils. I don't do where I'm mixing in a whole bunch of like nutrition, meat and potatoes, guanos, meals, all that kind of stuff. I'm usually relying on some other nutrition this time. It's going to be the grow dots. Uh, so yeah, as far as what he has on hand recharge, you do not mix any water in. worm castings are fine. I don't know what earth dust is. Do you guys know what earth I, dust that's is? that's gotta be some glacial rock dust and all that. Those are micronutrients. You put just a little bit, I don't know, maybe a tablespoon or so, uh, in, you know, your tablespoon is probably tons for a container, but I think just a bag of soil needs like a tablespoon of that stuff. And it's just the micronutrients, man. Uh, but that's good stuff. You don't want to be micronutrient deficient. Very cool. No, you do not. You do not. I, I, yeah, I think you just add yourself a good cocoa. You get a good cocoa. I mean, just like a tablespoon or so of that earth dust. Uh, the recharge, you're just watering it in with, I don't know, 10, 15% earthworm castings. You mix in there just to give it a little, you know, a, a little bit of depth. Um, yeah, some humic material. I don't know. I think you might be onto something. That's, that's all I would use. Just and generally... For me, when I'm picking organic amendments for something, mm -hmm. you want them to be there and do multiple things, not just be a source of nitrogen or something like that. So going with a mix of like kelp, crustacean meals, right. uh, neem and carangium. Like I know this is the build-a-soil method and, and follow like the Coots recipe for stuff. They have a recipe up there uh, for cocoa too. Um, so just follow some like known recipes that people are already using instead of uh, trying to come up with your own with zero soil testing or anything like that, it's just opening yourself up for a yeah. lot of problems. So follow a known recipe is going to be the, the best advice we can give. Yeah. Leave it to the pros, man. Yeah, I'm going to definitely like, I'm going to let build a soil, do the recipe for me, put it in a bag. And then, uh, plus it's, I don't know, it's not that I mind the labor of mixing, if you will, but I got other fun shit I want to try and do at any point in time. I like growing the plants, but I don't need to be mixing up all the soil. Uh, right. no, no harm in it if you do. It's per growers growers preference when you say kind of reminds me of pizza i've been making pizza for a decade and the pizza shop down the street from my house just makes better dough than me been trying and failing for a decade or just whatever i just now i just go down and buy the dough from the pizza shop you know the pros <laughs> <laughs> the, i can't beat the pros man is it like know? ready to bake dough no, no, no. You still got to let it rise and all that stuff. You know, it's it. so, you know, there's somewhat of a uh, you know enjoyable process out of it. But man, the point is, the professionals they they do it better, man. So I listen to them. Well, before we get into our grows, gurus grow. Uh, the pros list, guys. Dogrows.com forward slash pros. So all the coupon codes are listed out. And here's talking about great products on the show today. I wanted to feature Pulse Grow. 
Uh, we put the discussion of VPD to rest for a little bit. It was running pretty hot about a month ago, I think. But if you guys don't know vapor pressure deficit in your grow and want to understand it, pulsegrow.com has some of the best charts there is out there to check out. They have a chart for early vegetative cloning stage, vegetative stage, bloom stage, because your EPD is going to vary depending on what where you're at in your grow. But on top of that, Get the monitor, the Pulse 1 and the Pulse Pro. These are ways to ensure your grow. You put a lot of time, effort. This monitors your humidity, your humidity, your temp, CO2. Lights have come on at the wrong time. They've gone off at the wrong time. And it'll hit your phone and let you know. And it also tracks every second of your grow. And I love to say this, the within-app experience is very friendly. I like it. it is it a within-app or is it the in-app experience? In-app, probably in-app. Wow, that's pretty uh, cool, though, man. They're like a metaverse really, thing where you just go into the app, man. Do I need glasses for those? Their app is really easy to use because it was built for growers by growers. Uh, and it's a great way, commercial facility, if you need some accountability, if you need to check in on the environment at any time and say, hey, dude, why did it get so hot at 8 a.m. yesterday? You know, you can see if there's equipment problems. Yeah. Um, and they're super easy to hook up. You're not technologically advanced. Don't worry about it. Customer service is top-notch. Pulsegrow.com, coupon code DUDE. I am running the Pulse Pro. You have myself. You have a Pulse Pro. I believe Guru has a Pulse Pro No, No, no. They didn't hook me up, man. I'm at the Pulse Pro. I've got a Pulse Pro. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> they know too much of a procrastinator. I'm all set up for one, man. I actually have the original one. All the right, Pulse one's up. awesome. I mean, if you don't want to, you don't have to do CO2 if you don't run CO2. So right. uh, and it still has all the basic, you are right, man. You are right. basic alerts like on it. So. Yeah, uh, they still our, make that one. That's that is yeah. an inexpensive. Yeah, yeah, cool. Make them both. All right. So, what's going on in Guru's Grow, dude? Uh, Guru's Grow was dealing with some very cold temperatures last night because there is one uh like heat vent in the whole basement to my house. Oh, uh, slum lords. And uh, also, the entire basement of the house is on one fifteen amp circuit. Um, so yeah, been dealing, trying to get a heater into there to be able to heat the grow or the lung circuit. room for the grow because there's a single 15 amp circuit. Are you sure? Time. Oh, I'm You're not an electrician. Sure. I, I blew it and I went out and looked at, I, I understand my concepts what, of electrical theory pretty well. I might have to talk to our electrician buddy, Scott, and see if there is an open space for more breakers on there. You he'll should, run, because he'll 15 amps for... He'll run me That's a 30 ridiculous. or 50 amp line. Yeah. I don't think I need 50 for a five by five grow, but a 30 amp line would be nice to have. Like, you know, or another 15, maybe one for over here. No, I just one completely for the grow alone so that uh, everything else in the basement and like my computer and everything is also down there. Uh, and it uses like 600 watts when it's on. So, yeah, Dude, you're making me miss my last grow in Colorado because I had it built my neighbor temp needs Todd's like, you know, custom grow in the garage out of, you know, studs, uh, not the, not the green board though. We use regular insulation between, but then we screwed on with big washers, the inch thick silver board, which made such a great insulated room, but also a sub panel. We made a sub panel off my panel, which is mounted to the wall, the grow room, you know, it has like the off thing that you can pull breakers in the panel so it's nice and i wasn't even running that much watts i just it was freaking cool and it's extra safe like nice so i'm I'm definitely looking at having someone come run uh like 30 amp service line for me there uh to alleviate that problem because the cold temperatures last night and uh this morning 
I brought about a pretty bad magnesium. Like, I don't know why it showed now. I am using BioBiz and Cocoa, and I don't have their calcium or magnesium supplements. So I have a pretty bad magnesium deficiency that showed last night that I actually just... All those bottles cause us some troubles, huh? All those bottles cause some troubles. Huh. Need some Epsom salts, just going to spray. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a CalMag problem. This is specifically a magnesium deficiency. Right. And actually, it's just on the Pura Vita, too, uh, that's actually showing it. So just gonna spray it with some Epsom salts and get them in there. I do. I don't mean to laugh at your at your grow troubles, Guru. Yeah. So the the not realizing that that whole basement is on a 15 amp circuit <laughs> made it kind of hard. It's kind of yeah. Funny. Throw down if you're gonna set up a grow and you know you're gonna be there for a while. <laughs> I had to live and learn. You know when I had a a grow like a grow house house like that I rented to some buddies, but I grew in the basement. I was running electrical cords from like three different rooms upstairs down into the basement. One of the cords was going through a crawl space that you didn't get into a lot to see. But when I did at one point in time, I was like, holy shit, this cord is like burnt color. <laughs> like yeah. it this is not good. So I end up running a dedicated like 60 amps or whatever the basement, which does cost some money to get done and hire electrician. We always recommend when you're working with electricity, unless your electrician really know what the F you're doing, hire an electrician to get this shit done. Um, it can also give accountability if something happens. It can give you legal action, Scotty. Hey, man, if you're, if you're listening to Prohibition Land, you're like, whatever, dude. No. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm thinking about Scott the Electrician. It's not It's not me that really is a Scott the Electrician guru. We should see if he'll sit down and do a show with us and tell us, tell us some of his crazier stories because he's like kind of like one of them electricians that knows how to keep us used to. Anyway, I guess it was, he was pretty good about working with growers. He has seen some crazy crazy ass shit man you know so yeah i'd like to say he tells me about some of the crazy grows he's seen man and pretty cool he's been in a cave grow before <laughs> really <laughs> yep yep that's interesting good stuff man all right let's talk about my grow now we're just we don't care about scotty's grow this episode you can just comment <laughs> Did I do any? Oh, I'm fucking changing clones, man. I, I trim trim my plants up and uh, just stepping up clones is all I'm doing. Nothing super special. Well, I have a Nat War and I'm going to win. You can see these pictures here of my new sticky pad uh, type devices, which are awesome. Oh, They're those called are lock- badass, man. Wow. They're called lockdown pads from, uh, and I put a link here if you want to show it for a minute, Guru. It's a highyieldproducts.net. Those and when cool, I saw, and spider mites are going to go to those. Wow. Uh, I mean, and they basically the only negative thing would be if you have some beneficials that would get caught up in these guys. These are pads for the people not watching that are circular pads that go over my three gals. They go all the way around the whole top of the three gal. And there's a hole big enough around the stem of the plant. And these are all peppers. Yes, I know. These are my habaneros, jalapenos and pequins. But um, I can water that through that center hole still. And I'm not going to leave these on here all the time, but this is a heck of a great way to beat down a population. Um, and, and I mean, if, as far as I don't know, what other pests would these be, would help with? I don't think anything but fungus gnats. Well, spider mites are attached, are attracted to that yellow. That top part isn't sticky though. Oh, only the bottom part sticky. sticky Root aphids are going to be another soil-borne pest that. Yeah. Uh, the, the, but if you have flyers at that point, you're already. <laughs> Thank out. you. Yeah, if you got flyers, Thank you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> That's usually first question on helping at the hydro store. So, are, do you have what, what's going on? What's stuck? Oh, those are not uh, fungus gnats. Those are root aphids. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
but these things were awesome. I can't wait to just lift them up and see all the bastards stuck on there, which is really a bad way to go. But uh, when you scale it up actually to rats, have you seen the rat, the rat glue traps? That's kind of rough. Man. It is mean, man. <laughs> I'd rather just poison them, have them die home at their nest in front of their family, you know? <laughs> that's what they do right they take the poison back to their family and they're like ah. i don't know i don't want to think about it all right man um so also uh i have what else going on i'm trans or not transplanting planting uh soon i have the seeds soaking for real uh to plant in with grow dots because i'm going to have a little spring break snowboarding trip and when my mother-in-law is taking care of things i'm going to feel great to be able to say just water this day this day and this day that's all you have to do just water. There you go. Or if you have a, a bottom feeding system, you can be like, hey, just make sure this bucket is filled. Yes. Isn't that that is nice, well. man. I'm telling you, that wicking, man. We were talking about it earlier. I'm going to so, on that sooner than later. No fungus gnats, man, because no wet tops. Also, while I was at the hydro store, because you shop around while you're there, I picked up some new scissors. Uh, no affiliation with Dude Grow Show. These are called Chikimasa. Chikimasa. Made made in Japan, some Japanese. Oh, really? You can see, see the oh, spring one like here. It sounded like an American company to me, man. Dude, <laughs> the guy at the grocery store is like they have such like the the action, and they have. I knew like, you were gonna call it action <laughs> before, but, but it, the uh, what well, you know what you're trimming scissor action. Though though these are like so much better. These are made in Japan as well. That was part of the selling point. You know, I'm like right. made in Japan, like Honda. Come on, you know, look at the shit. Check out this link though. I have uh, and these are for real. They're not that expensive, guys. Chikmasa, C H I K A M A S A. Uh, they have an awesome spring that I was told never wears out and stays sharp as hell. And the action, man, the freaking action. I love to Fiskers, man. Fiskers got to be an American company, man. All right. They're from these America. are way better than those. So Locked look at this page, though. America, the, I'm on about the company here. See, what the uh, fuck is going on? Go, go to that page. They had, what, oh, what? 50 fucking versions of that? Oh, <laughs> what is there? All the, there's 30 different versions of that exact thing that you have there. Go, go to the company outline here. Holy is, shit. All right. I was going to fuck with them, but oh, my God. Jesus, one, those people are into it. And look at the homie on the company outline. Like, that guy looks serious as shit, man. They've been doing this since 1910. Um, and I thought you'd find this part interesting, Scotty. It says, we are, uh, at first, it was handmade, one by one. Eventually, mechanical production began, and now more than 50 industrial ro robots are working. Why is it unmanned, you ask? Hold on. Because we are very particular about made in Japan. The scissors we make put quality first and foremost. For that purpose, the general work is done by robots. The quality control that requires the five senses is done by ours. It's pretty, I like it, man. I like it. Just, My Fiskers, the, the lock won't work on them now, man. And I wonder if a robot made it, would it have lasted a little longer? I don't know. This lock will never break. It's simply just this little strap here. It's, it's you know, these things are awesome, though. Check them out, guys. Um, I will let you know. And again, it says, yeah, made in Japan right here, this little symbol. And Chikmasa, I think, is a boy's name, maybe. Chikmasa. 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 <laughs> I like it, man. Oh, I, wax yeah, on. I'm wax into on. this, man. I was originally going to mess with you, but I ain't fucking with Chikmasa. You got to get some. Maybe Jesus. we can get some custom DGC, DGC Chikmasas. Yeah, does that guy seem <laughs> like he gives a fuck about the DGC? <laughs> 
hey, yeah, we grow weed in America. And he just keeps that fucking expression on his face. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I love it when you tell people shit and their expression doesn't change. Yeah, it's like it doesn't change at all. Yeah. What's up? Who's slinging recharge out there? Uh, who do you got? Oh, Shiku, come on. Who you got? Support your local garden supply. I'm, I'm laughing. 5280, hey. man. Come on. Give it up to 5280 Garden Supply in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I love it. Jose, thank you so much, man. It's like you get pulled over and you're like, how are you doing today, officer? Expression doesn't change at all. It's like robot, like just yeah yeah you gotta break through man you gotta break through i want to tell you that if you haven't heard scotty uh the dgc producers have made this show happen in episode 1305 grow talk thank you dgc producers you guys can sign up if we helped your grow put a little bit more umph in your canopy dogrows.com forward slash support and i want to give it some thanks that's the to sticker right there man that's what fucking the dabulance needs to say Put a little more umph in your canopy. Yes, yes. That's let's, the message, uh, man. Let's shout out some of these producers, Scotty, because they definitely deserve it. Uh, and if you want to join again, dogrows.com forward slash support. I'm going to give it up to Sizzling, Sizzling Reefer and the Caveman. Yeah, How's it going, right DC? Sword Dog and Mid Michigan Micro Grow. What's up? And Man, what is a micro girl? Guru, Guru is telling us about his. Uh, what was it? How big was your girl? One, one and a half. One and a half. Two and a half by three. Didn't you anything the size of a refrigerator or smaller? Ten of that that LED light. And I felt like a because I was like, I right, don't laugh. Man. It's his tent. That's his girl. He's from a college dorm room or something. All right, tell yourself that story. Uh, also, we have mid. Oh, we already did that. Your mom's got a green thumb. All right. I wish, but yeah, not the case. Yeah. Your mom's got a green thumb. <laughs> I got it. I got it now. And Conga Kush. Spicoli for president 2022, man. Shoe Trader 101. Uh, trees in the breeze. How's it growing? And I still don't know what to call myself. Aww. Thank you all. Thank you all for making the show happen. I'm going to say stay higher, my friends. Peace hey. out. Take a reason, dude. But Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And with the boss man's to take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude.